Hey there, and welcome everybody to joining us today with Talking Shit with Heather. Special guest, Isabella Braveheart. I cannot wait to get to, to chat with this woman more one-on-one. -on -one. We were on a summit uh, about a month or two ago together, and I met her for the first time and then really been diving deep into her work as I signed up with Jolie Dawn's um, Dare to Prosper Challenge and then into her Creatrix Calling. And then so got to see you speak just last week, you know, on that call. And so, you know, I, I, I just got introduced to you. And then now it seems like you're everywhere. You're everywhere. Uh, but today's episode, yeah, talking shit with Heather. So why talking shit? Uh, so there's two, two meanings for the, the, the title, right? Sometimes it's tongue in cheek, right? Because um, I do get other practitioners on here, and sometimes we'll talk about coffee enemas, and we'll talk about parasites, and we'll talk about poo, right? Because yeah, it's what we need to uh, measure health with. But then other reasons we talk shit is I want to bring our shit story out into the light, right? That's when we that's when we can heal. That's when we can break a lot of these this trauma, the 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 healing journey, right? So if when we bring that stuff to light, then we can heal it. It's it's out of the darkness. And so I found that a lot of folks that are in this kind of space, right, helping others, they have their own shit story to bring. And I, I'd love to bring that story. I love people connecting and, and saying, God, I thought I was alone all these years. I didn't realize there was other people out there who, who experienced, you know, these things. They're just not talked about enough. And so nothing's off off topic here right we don't get in trouble for for cussing or 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 talking about taboo subjects like it's all welcome and so today i want to welcome isabella braveheart thank you so much for saying yes and being on talking shit with heather today thank you for inviting me i i love to talk shit so <laughs> i'm in the right place <laughs> I, know, I know the minute i met you i was like oh my god we have to talk shit together she's got um, some shit to talk about <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and kind of what you're doing now in the world. Yeah, well, thank you for having me here. And I love what you have created with this with this podcast. I think there's so much really beautiful shit to talk about. And as we all know, shit is also the compost for new life to grow. So may we compost our shit to to have extraordinary flowers and beauty emerge from it, which which I think is the essence of what you are talking about, what you have done with your own life and what those that you bring on have done. So uh, yeah, so I am a self-expression coach and that looks like many different things in the world, but on a broader level, that looks like engaging people in radical, unapologetic truth-telling and self-expression in a way that is right for them. And we've all got different stories around what we should do or shouldn't do or should say or shouldn't say. And unapologetic self-expression, unapologetic self-expression is finding the deepest truth of you, whether that's in your, your work in the world and your voice, whether that's on stage, whether that is an intimate partnership, whether that's expressing your sexuality, whether that is um, being honest in your family in a way perhaps you never have been before or taking on bigger, bigger, bigger levels of business and the expression there, and, uh, and, and also specifically in the world of creativity and arts. So we are all self-expressionists. It's a matter of how do we like that expression to come forth? And my joy is in supporting and stewarding the fullest expression of humans to come online. That is absolutely gorgeous, oh my God. You're already blowing my mind and we're just like a couple minutes into it. I knew this was gonna be good. So how do you become a self-expression coach? Like, is that something you wake up one day and you're just like, I want 
to be a self-expression coach? Like, where does that come from? Well, that's a great question. Uh, it comes very organically and emergently. And I didn't even know that was a thing, actually. I just realized all of a sudden that's what I was doing. And so I started calling myself that. Uh, so my journey is very much a composting shit story. Very, very much. I mean, it all, the roots, the roots are... Uh, I, I'm sure you get a lot of play on words with the whole with the whole talking shit thing, so I'm not <laughs> I'll go crazy there. But it is uh, it's certainly my dharma was birthed out of darkness, and again and again. And when I you know, back when I was you know when I was younger, I had no plans. I didn't know what a self expression coach was, let alone plan to be one. I didn't I didn't have any sense of where I was going or what I was doing. And it was through the process of healing my own darkness uh which you know in many ways it feels dark and for the for those of you that that have been in the underworld you know that feels really dark and there's such a beautiful i have such a beautiful reverence for that place as well it's such a sacred space to be in the transmutation of some of the densest energies into some of the lightest most freeing energies and specifically for me it was in the form of uh sexual trauma when i was a little girl and that came from both my father and an older gentleman who was a neighbor and uh, just perpetuated my, my choices from that point on and, and then created a lot more havoc than perhaps needed to be. And that showed up in the form of dropping out of school, of being very rebellious, of uh, uh, heavily participating in drugs and partying and a lot of sex and uh, with people that I did not know very well. And there for many, many years through my teens and my early twenties, there was not, a, a, there wasn't really a light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't really see, I wasn't connected to certainly anything that we are talking about. Uh, in fact, I am someone that I used to make fun of. In me many too. Ways. I, was just, yeah. I was just thinking that I used to say that, like, I am the person that 20 years ago, I would have sought out and beat the shit out of like, that's, that's yeah. Absolutely berated. Yep. Absolutely berated for being soft and talking about feelings and being <laughs> vulnerable. I would have hated Damn me. <laughs> I would have hated me. And this is the irony though, is that, um, I also needed me. I also needed me. And I think that I might've mentioned this on, um, when I spoke recently on Jolie's thing that, uh, if I had actually had someone like me that got my experience and understood where I had been and what I was struggling with, I, it would have been a game changer for me. I didn't have mentors like that. There weren't models like that. There, that just wasn't happening. It was a different time and it wasn't around. And for those that were, I wasn't hearing it. You know, I wasn't hearing it. It wasn't landing. Um, but it was very much through the journey of healing that sexual trauma, those years of just being out of control and partying and having no boundaries and no North Star, not, no, nothing to guide me. I was, I mean, I, I think they, I think there's a, um, I think they tease the nineties generation of just being like party animals is, have you heard that? I haven't heard that, but it kind of, I mean, it, it definitely fits me. You know, I had the same, not same, 
but similar story and daddy issues. And I ended up on a pole for six years, you know, so I, I started on a pole, <laughs> <laughs> you I know, so I, 16. I, oh, geez. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I was 19, but I was, I was from a very small country background and man, I'm glad I didn't start any earlier. Cause those girls ate me up and spit me mm. out. Like I, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was, it was kind of, hilarious when you think back out of it what a country bumpkin I was in the strip clubs and and these girls these hard yeah. hardcore yeah those girls yeah. Are you. they they don't they they don't care no, they do not. <laughs> not all of them not all not of them a, but there is a there is a stereotype that is real there is yeah, a stereotype absolutely. that is real that is true yeah <laughs> yeah I know that world well and that world was definitely a reflection of this inner turmoil and contributed to more turmoil. And then very much by accident, it's very, actually, I have an interesting full cycle story where I started acting. I mean, what you call acting when I was five years old, I love being on stage. I love being in the school plays. I love doing all the things. And, uh, and then I, and I actually moved to LA when I was 17 to pursue a career in, in like the big screen. And I was going to be an actress in Hollywood and the whole thing. And I made one horrible B-grade movie. And I mean, horrible. It was called Cell Block Sisters. And it was a bunch of naked women in prison. It was just awful. And that was the stint. That was, that was the end of it. And then I partied my, my face off. So Circle, come all these years later, I ended up back on stage now, but per, from writing and producing and performing my own story. And I needed to live all of that life in order to get to where I was actually supposed to be, which was creating and performing my own art, not being cast as an actress in somebody else's art. Amen. And that was a, what's up? I said, amen. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'll, I've been going, I'll, I'll take a break and- No, uh, no, no, this like is, this is, I, I, this is, you, you've got, I mean, such an incredible story. And that's part of the reason why I asked is, you know, when we got placed together for uh, Laura's um, summit, you know, it was kind of a dark night of the soul, you know, type folks, you know, people who've taken that horrible shit story and have, you know, turned it and transmuted into something beautiful. And now we're here, you know, like I said, trying to shine light and, and bring others along and, and learn from all the, the craziness that we have gone through, you know, and I thank God every day that I'm still standing because the situations that I put myself in back when I was a dancer and back when I was doing drugs and drinking. And I mean, I, I, I don't know how I'm alive besides the fact that my guardian angels were working like overtime trying to keep my silly ass, you know, alive. And then all the times I try to keep, you know, take myself out. Right. You yeah. Know, to the yeah. Board for suicide attempts, like, mm -hmm. you know, cause with all that dysfunction, you know, I, I, developed, you know, 27 years of undiagnosed Lyme disease and Hashimoto's and celiac mm -hmm. and endometriosis, mm -hmm. you know, all the things. And so that's, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I, I, I love and have so much um, admiration for folks who can do more of like the performing arts and, and the, and, you know, the, the spiritual emotional component to it. Like yeah. I'm hugely jealous of, of, of people who have those gifts, because I just, I just haven't quite figured out how to tap into a lot of them for me, but that's why I like talking with people who are different than me on these things is so mm -hmm. you know, it can bring a different perspective to other folks. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I say about that is that we, we've all got our natural talents for sure. I mean, when people say, if you can talk, you can sing. I'm like, bullshit, right? You, you <laughs> might, but you don't sound good. Okay. So let's just be real about that. So I don't pretend 
that everyone can do everything. I don't sing, uh, but I do perform. And, but what I will say about that is that if you have a story, you have got something to perform on stage, period, no matter what. And that's part of the work that I do. And what I love to do is I help people take their stories and turn them into performance art as, as a monologue or, or a poem or a spoken word to be read on stage. And it is phenomenal. And I have worked with people. What's that? That sounds scary as fuck. It's scary as fuck. And it is the most (laughs) liberating thing you could do for yourself. It is, it's extraordinary. I've, I've worked with people who similarly felt like I have no idea what that even means. I don't even know, but I want something. I want that. I want to try that. And I'm telling you magic happens because our stories, we lived our stories. We didn't perform our stories. We lived them. Mm -hmm. And so that life that's already inside of you then just gets translated into your own words on a script on stage and delivered in a way that is already there. It's already alive. And of course, it's not quite that simple, right? We, you know, I support to do, but, but it really is. So I'm, I'm just planting that seed. If you ever decide I want to, I want to explore that and, and play a little, play a little in that world, you know, where to find me. I think that would be incredible. I, uh, I like you, when I was younger, I was in band. I used to be in choir. I can't sing now. Um, I can't play an instrument now, but it always bums me out because I, I like being on stage. I'm, I, you know, the stage actually doesn't, doesn't, you know, uh, make me afraid. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the camera. Um, but I don't feel like I have any gifts or, or you know, talents to do something like that. So mm-hmm. I'll become a speaker. And I had my first paid speaking gig two weeks ago, which was amazing. amazing. I nailed it. Yay. Um, but man, to be able to tell my story on stage, like that's, that's quite fascinating. I'm, you've got people mm-hmm. feels turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll keep you posted. I actually am. I'll be doing a program in September that is specifically for that. Shut and up. it is extraordinary. It really is because the, the thing that the way I see what I'll call embodied storytelling or performative storytelling or transformational storytelling is um, when I wrote, I, so I have a one woman show that I toured internationally a, a few years ago, and it's all about my life. And it's literally about the shit and how uh, the process of composting that shit into beauty. But, but a lot of it is about the shit and, uh, and particularly about the years that I shared with you about. And the process of writing that script, I had written already some monologues about my sexual trauma prior to that. And I, I began to see the healing modality that this was, that what I was healing in sitting down and writing my story and, and writing is one kind of medicine, reading is one kind of medicine, performing is one kind of medicine, singing is another kind of medicine. They each have their own aspect of their own pinprick into the healing or acupuncture point. Mm -hmm. And as I began to write, I began to see, holy shit, I am making sense of myself and my story and my healing in a way that no therapy has ever touched. This is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a commitment and you, you put yourself into this sacred temple of healing and it's challenging and it's confronting and it's beautiful. And so the writing process was extraordinary. Then the standing on stage and sharing myself and believe me, it was terrifying for me too. Terrifying. Uh, but the, 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 the purpose was stronger. The purpose was stronger mm, than the fear. Absolutely. And, um, the transmission and being witnessed in the story and received in the story is another kind of medicine. And then the third and not, but not final 
is the what the audience receives. Mm. That's the that's medicine that we don't even know we're giving. And then all of a sudden you have this room full of people that have been deeply, deeply, deeply impacted, moved, touched, inspired by your shit because they see their shit in your shit. And I actually, um, I had a woman that I worked with. I think I maybe mentioned this on uh, the first summit that you and I did together. She actually had had Lyme disease and she had suffered from it for, I think, 15 years, suffered. And we did a whole one woman show for her about her Lyme disease. And, you know, Lyme is pretty niche, if you will. Not a lot of people have it. Not a lot of people understand it. Not a lot of people know anything about it. And we created and performed her show. And almost everyone in that audience has a transformational experience because pain is pain is pain. Suffering is suffering, suffering. Fear is fear is fear. Discomfort is discomfort is discomfort. When I performed my show, I thought it was going to uh, exclude half of the audience, men, because my issues were so feminine-centric in nature. Not so. Massive healing for both men and women because we relate to the things the way we need to. And so in sharing your story, there are so many men, women, children, I think we can even argue other kinds of genders that are waiting to hear your particular journey or particular struggle. And I know we we talk about that in the speaking world and in the performing world, it's, it's just a different flavor because the full embodiment comes online. Fear, anger, rage, sadness, joy, it all gets to be seen in a way that speaking just doesn't quite bring to life. Mm. So it's really a multiple directional healing modality, which that's what I love about it. No, that kind of makes sense. I remember when I was first going through my healing journey with Lyme disease right after getting diagnosed and I would get downloaded with these, with these downloads. And I had, I was like compelled to put it on video. Like I had no idea why, and it literally wouldn't stop until Mm -hmm. I did. And then I would. And then of course, a lot of my family, a lot of my friends, what the fuck are you doing? Are you crazy? What are you an attention whore? You know, what the, what the hell are you doing? You know, airing yeah. your laundry and whatever it is you're going through. But then I'd have those few people that would hit me up message, right? I thought mm-hmm. I was alone. I thought I was crazy. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for caring. Like, I, I now feel, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm doing this, right? That's right. And then also being witnessed right? And then it was a certain type of healing for me. So it was, it was, it was this beautiful full circle, right? Of putting stuff out there and, and healing for them, for myself, for them and myself. And yeah, but um, so, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Do you need any kind of like, I don't know, I keep thinking of like acting skills type thing. Like, how does that, how does that look? Cause you say, yeah, speaking. So yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So there, there's a flavor. I, I like to use the word performance. I don't like to use the word acting because acting suggests that you're taking on an identity or a personality that's not yours. And, and uh, whereas performing, it's, it's you're bringing who you are to life. You're bringing your story to life and expressing it maybe a bit amplified than you would on the street with someone. But really, we, when we look at life, life is fucking dramatic. <laughs> life is dramatic. When you're filled with fear, when you're filled with rage, when you're filled with joy, it's dramatic. 
<laughs> we just bring what we already do and then we do it to a script. So it's, it, yes, there are certain skills and things that I support to, to have that process be even more impactful. Um, but the key is getting in touch with your own experience and being willing, being willing to be fully seen and witnessed in that experience. And that's the, the, the scary part. That's the scary part. It's some scary shit. I will, I will be fully honest about that. It is some scary shit. There is, I mean, acting is actually safer because you're, you're, you're showing someone else's shit. You know what I mean? Right, this yeah. is, this is, uh, you know, Maggie Smith's shit, but this is my stuff and I'm letting myself be fully seen. And you know what? It is the most beautiful connecting I find over and over again. And this isn't even new news that the things we fear the most that we'll be judged for are the things that create the most connection. And we see it over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Absolutely. It never fails. Anytime I start to get triggered by something, someone uh, fearful, once I can get my wits about me, I know damn well, that's the direction I'm supposed to be going into because that's where that's where the gifts lie. That's where the beauty is on the on the on the other side, right? Of at least that layer of the onion. I don't think we ever totally get on the other side. There's always something coming up. I hope not. I hope we don't ever get on the other side. Right. Because I hope there's always, you know, something keeping the yeah. It's what I call I what I call following the puke. The things that make me want to go up, I'm gonna <laughs> go in that direction. Following the puke. Oh, the puke. Oh, when God. I, before I go on stage, it's better now, but when I first started performing my stuff, I don't know how much better it is now. I still get pretty nervous, but, uh, I was so, when I first started writing my own work, I was so petrified, mm. so mortified. I didn't think I could speak. I thought like I was just going to vomit. Like the only thing that's going to come out of my mouth is vomit. That's it. <laughs> and then of course it doesn't, but, but that's the direction to go in. Because yeah. that, that feeling of wanting to throw up is, that is like, this is real. This is true. This means something. This fear is a gauge of how relevant this is, how aligned this is, how big I want to play. So yes, following the puke is, <laughs> my clients know me for that. I'm going to follow. What kind of puke are you going to follow today? Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So do you have anything, you said you got something coming up in September. Do you have anything that you're working on right now that you'd like to plug or how can people get a hold of you if they want to know more? Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. In September will be, uh, I will, we'll share more about this new program. It's not actually a new program, but about what I'll be offering. I'm in the middle of a couple of things right now. The best, uh, the best way to contact me is uh, through social media, Isabella Braveheart, all the things are my website, isabellabraveheart.com. And right now I'm available for private coaching. My group is uh, full right now and we are mid group. I have a nine month program called Express, which is amazing. And I'll, I'll share a little bit about you. It's not open for enrollment right now, but it will be again. Uh, we, we go through a different theme each month around radical self-expression, unapologetic truth-telling, and we kind of do the arc, the rainbow of human experience. And it is juicy and powerful and confronting and expressive. And each month is something really new. And, uh, and we really dive into what it's like to be an expressed human being in the world, a radically unapologetically expressed human being in the world to not be afraid of your own truth, to not be afraid of your own desire, to not be afraid of your own voice, to not be afraid of your own mission and purpose and how people will react or won't react. And uh, it's a really fun container. 
it'll be opening again next year, but uh, keep your eyes out for that. That sounds absolutely incredible. And hopefully by then with, you know, everything that Jolie's teaching me, I'm going to be manifesting and, and making all kinds of money. So by then I will, I will definitely be ready for a, a program like yours. Cause um, now that just sounds, that sounds amazing. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And the thing that we realized too, is that, you know, in this whole, the whole world of self-expression and storytelling and all of it is we're all doing the same thing. We really are. We're all trying to figure out how to be happier, how to deal with our shit, how to not have our limiting beliefs stop us in life, how to do the thing that really matters to us and how to have deep loving connections with other human beings in the world. And I noticed that when we start to focus on expression, it, it really reveals that, that our expressions are all uniquely different, uniquely different, but we're all actually in, in, in desire and service of the same thing. And it, in that space, it gives more space for expression to come online. That's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for everything. And that was just, man, I can't believe the time just flew by. That was awesome. Mm, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be putting all that stuff in the show notes when this comes out. And uh, again, I just thank you so much for coming on and everybody have a healthy day. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Thank you.